Daddy D, if it ain't going down at the Bunny Ranch, it ain't going down at all. It's going down, going down at the Bunny Ranch. looks good <laughs> i mean i mean yeah it, it does it look good no, mm-hmm. i can't tell okay yeah yeah okay i mean i gotta go see okay we're good <laughs> welcome back to the bunny ranch podcast i'm james and today from the kitkat ranch we have the fabulous elsie hi so elsie who are you oh that's a good question i'm a music lover. Okay. I uh, I love going to live concerts. Um, what kind of concerts? Alternative rock. Um, I have uh, at least, at the very least, like five pairs of uh, shredded fishnets. Uh, <laughs> you know, as you do when you go to punk concerts. Um, but obviously, I'm there for the music. Uh, always. <laughs> uh, who's the best person you've seen at one of those? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I mean, I don't go to punk rock ones, but, you know, who exactly is, like, your favorite that you've seen live? Um, So I have two. I have two, and they sort of piggybacked into each other. Um, I was at a Dance Gavin Dance Festival, which is Swan Fest. I was at the the first Swan Fest. Okay. And they, I've seen them seven times live. They're great. Like, I couldn't recommend buying their tickets enough, and I'm not getting paid for this, I swear. Um, and at that particular festival, there was Don Broco, which is a British band, and I fell in love. It was great. It, obviously not like love, love. I love their music, but yeah. <laughs> make sure make sure to specify. It's not romantic love, though. If any of them wanted to call me, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're uh, they're on the same wavelength. And that's pretty much why they were at the same show. Okay. Because um, Dance Gavin Dance handpicked all of those artists to come to their show. So hmm. I was very happy to be a part of the inaugural Swan Fest. Interesting. Yeah, I've only gone, I've gone to a lot of uh, EDM festivals over the years, like EDC, Paradiso, mm-hmm. Phoenix Lights, all these things. Uh, like the best ones I've seen, uh, Martin Garrix, which is one of my oh, favorites. great. Um, and live, he's amazing. Um, I'd say Tiesto, but I've seen him so many times. And, I mean, he's great. He's yeah, father of so much thing. Uh, but Elenium was probably one of the better ones. Okay. Um, just a wild, and even Excision, mm-hmm. um, which is just crazy with uh, mixing rock and headbanger and pyrotechnics and holograms everywhere. When you see a giant T-Rex literally walking over the crowd, it's the most insane thing you can ever see live. That's dope. So kind of interesting stuff, but, Yeah. So a little different kind of vibe, yeah. punk rock and that. So yeah, I definitely also do EDM and things like that. Okay. But um, I have punk rock's got a got a lovely large place in my yeah. heart. <laughs> yeah, um, I've been I've been going to concerts since I was young. Um, I went to my first concert when I was about like seven. Okay. And uh, then once I had adult money, <laughs> the things you can do with adult money. Just buy all of the concert tickets. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yep. 
Yep. Once they were like, there's no rules. It's your money. Bet. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. I, I have a lot of band merch. Because uh, when you go to a concert, you need to remember it. Not only in your head, but like with physical things. <laughs> Buy merch at your concerts. Helps the band. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it definitely does. So, um, what do you do on your uh, off time? Like, what do you do for fun-wise? Besides <laughs> concerts and things like that, what, what exactly do you do for fun? Uh, so, I'm born and raised Southern California. So, I love going to the beach. I love being in water. Okay. Um, but I also love amusement parks. Like, oh. Amusement parks are the best because I was um, where I lived in L.A. I was 30 minutes away from Universal Studios, two hours from Disney and two and a half hours from Six Flags. So me and my friends have uh, season passes to all of those. Oh, yeah. It's worth it. It's worth it, especially if you go more than twice a year. Again, I'm not getting paid for that. Well, I mean, no, and, and, Cal- and living in California, too, you get a huge discount as well. Mm-hmm. Like, for someone, if I went, get even, because I don't think you can get outside season pass anymore. Um, I, think certain... they, I think they cut off for Disney, at least. Yes, for Disney. Disney doesn't do it anymore. Yeah, you, um, it has to be the California pass. Yeah. Yeah, that's no yeah. fun. But that it happens. Bummer. They also raise the price astronomically, so. Yeah, well. It's Disney. <laughs> it's gonna, and people are going to go. Regardless, yes. I've been going to Disneyland since I was five, four or five. So started when I was about two. Yep, I think I, last time I was at Disneyland was 2016. So, mm-hmm. so I, I mean, haven't. Yeah. I'm a bad Disney. Um, I haven't been since like 2010. Yeah, I mean it. It ha- like I mean, unfortunately, other things came up. Mm-hmm. So I went to other things like yep. music festivals, mm-hmm. traveled to their states. Yep. You know, little stuff like that. Yep. You know, I even have Mickey uh, Sorcerer Mickey <gasps> tattooed on there. I didn't notice that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. I like that. I have uh, quite a few tattoos. Yeah. And so I have one band tattoo. How many, though, total tattoos? 30. Okay. <laughs> um, and then once I get my arm filled in, it's going to drop dramatically because I'm counting them all individually because they're all from different artists. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And then once it's once it's one cohesive piece, it counts as one, and I'm back down to like fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, depends on depends on how you look at it. But I have band tattoo. I have chemical compounds. Um, okay. I have Shakespeare on my body. Um, Where? On my ribs. It was actually my okay. first tattoo. Um, it was the first line of the first play I was in. I okay. I was a professional Shakespearean actor for five years. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, okay. I did that for five years. I um, was able to do Shakespeare in the park. I was able to work with some amazing people, and it really helped with going into porn and all that because I'm used to being on stage. I'm used to performing not yeah. necessarily this but i'm used to performing it's performing yeah it's all a different form of performance yeah exactly okay yep i've got two batman batarangs um why i'm asking each each tattoo because <laughs> you're gonna have to tell me why because um, every every tattoo no matter who you are always has a meaning to what oh, yeah. each one is there oh, doesn't yeah. matter from where it's a flower to 
Mickey Mouse to whatever, it's all has like a certain meaning. You chose that, so oh yeah. Unless so, you were really drunk and then did something, but that's, I actually don't have any drunk tattoos. I I don't either. Actually, <laughs> I was completely sober when I did everything. So yeah, I made these. These are sober mistakes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so the batterings, I have them on both hips. Okay. And um, it's the outline of the Batman logo, um, mm. and it's the outline of the 1990 logo because there are so many iterations of oh, it. Oh yeah. Um, and then on the inside of one, I have the infamous Joker's ha 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 from the comics. So it's very haphazard and all of that. Yeah. And then on the other side, I have the Harley Quinn Argyle print, which um, is a very fun, uh, very fun and very playful. I also cosplay. So it, Harley Quinn has a very special place in my heart. Um, and that particular tattoo I got done by a friend. He was an apprentice, and it was his first two-color tattoo. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So what's your most meaningful tattoo? Like, mm. obviously, if it's your first or your last, whatever it is, what is the one that has most meaning? Well, they all, they all definitely have meaning, but um, I'd have to say it's my second tattoo. Okay. That's the chemical compounds. I got the chemical compounds for dopamine, serotonin, and norepinephrine. So okay. Those are the compounds that um, in your brain make you feel happy, make you feel love, and, and all of that fun stuff. And I was going through a really rough time, and I needed that. I needed the reminder that okay. it's chemicals, and just because I have a deficiency in something doesn't mean that it's not going to come back. Yeah, true. can always be fixed. Yep. So, and you said cosplay, what cosplays have you, like, what cosplays really are the ones you've done, and, like, what are the most fun ones? Um, I have done so many Harley Quinn cosplays, so many. Yeah. Um, At, like, Comic-Con, I'm assuming? Because, I, I mean, actually, you're Southern California, yeah. so. I have actually never been to Comic-Con. Okay. Um, the tickets sell out just so quickly. Yeah, you have to be there that more, like, the moment they launch it. And, and then you, you have, have to, to be, like, on the yep, button, yep, refreshing, yep, refreshing. Yep, it's, it's, it's really crazy sometimes. Yeah. I've never been to it either, but I know I have friends who've done it every year. Yep, I used, to, um, I used to work for a website, so I used to be able to go for free. Ah. And... Um, we would do interviews, we would take pictures and all of that fun stuff. Um, but like my favorite cosplays, um, I've done um, the New 52 Harley where she's got the hot pants and the rollerblades. Okay. Um, that's definitely my favorite. I'm trying to get into roller derby, so it's nice practice. <laughs> yep. Um, I've also done, um, I also do like... Um, Renaissance fairs and things like that. Okay. So if you catch me out of costume, you know I'm I'm being serious. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm when I'm in my off time, I'm generally in a costume somewhere. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Yep. So I mean, if they came in to see you, you could definitely pull off a cosplay then. Oh, definitely, definitely. Okay. Um, certain cosplays uh, take a little more time. Um, I'm definitely going to have more pictures of my cosplays on the website so that they can choose. Um, and if they wanted something specific, um, it may take a little time. Cosplays can take up to three to six months to make. Oh, yeah. Uh, because I am not a professional seamstress. Uh, I am throwing this together. And uh, But I, I have worked with, like, Warbler, which is the moldable foam and stuff oh, okay. like that. So yeah. I can make props. And it's a lot of fun. 
please request a cosplay party. I wanna, I wanna make another cosplay. Yeah, I mean, that honestly, that seems like a lot of fun, especially you know, um, for anyone. If you come in and that's your dream of sleeping with that person, mm-hmm. and then you have a cosplay of that, oh, I'm sure that'll blow anyone's mind at that point. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and it's. It's so much fun, like the creation of the cosplay and all of that, but like to be able to, the reason I got into this was to be able to fulfill fantasies Mm -hmm. and things like that. Like I genuinely love what I do and to be able to be what that person or persons needs in that moment is magical. My favorite part. Hmm. So what what has been uh, something that really uh, stood out to you so far? Um, not just in this, this industry, but in life in general, like what something you've done, like besides cosplays and festivals, you know, cause you've worked in, you even said porn. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, what, yeah. what is that industry like with that as well? Um, it's so different. Um, so oh, yeah, when it's I, definitely different. Yes. Yeah. Um, so going from a regular normie job to doing porn in this full time, uh, I didn't, I, I've been thinking about it for years. I've been in the industry for three years and I, I thought I couldn't do it. And it was, it was an easier transition than I was expecting. (laughs) Um, but there are, it's a lot of, um, mental work, knowing where your limits are, knowing where your boundaries are, because if you don't know them, you can't express them. And then how is somebody else supposed to know them? That, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So generally, I don't offer any parties that I haven't already experienced because if I haven't experienced it, I don't know where I fall on that line. So I don't want to get into the middle of a party and have a reaction of some kind and give a bad party. That's not true. That's not the goal. That is not yeah. The goal. I mean, you have to be fully comfortable in what you do, like no matter what, mm-hmm. because especially when it comes to like any kinks, fetishes. Mm-hmm. Um, or even just general sex, Mm -hmm. you really have to know kind of where that fine line is because if you don't, uh, yeah, everything is going to go bad or you can get really hurt. Exactly. So that's the thing. That's why, yeah. If you don't know your mental or physical limits, Mm -hmm. you're you're in for a bad time because how are, are, like I just said, how is anyone else supposed to know what you don't tell them? And uh, that's... That's definitely a big thing for me. Like, I've been in the kink community for eight years now. Okay. And, well, almost nine. Um, And it's, I've done a lot more mental work than I have physical work. Okay. Because there's so much mentally that you have to deal with to be able to do those fun scenes where you're doing impact play where you're doing where you're being tied up because you have to be in the right mental state for all of that true like um with those two like Mm -hmm. what is your your very favorite Mm -hmm. kink fetish that's gonna be abdl ddlg okay Um, what is that yeah remember every everyone out there might not know what that is i'll explain it so ABDL is adult baby diaper lover, and okay. um, I generally don't use the the diapers themselves. It's more for the feel and the uh, oh sorry, <laughs> and the like aesthetic. Yeah, um, it gets me in like the right headspace, um, and I've noticed that it also does that for like other people. Um, 
obviously um, I've worked with partners that have used them um, and uh, that it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of emotional healing okay. is what is what goes into that because there's there's a reason that an adult wants to be a baby or a toddler. There's there's a reason you wanna you wanna heal that inner child. And generally, ABDL isn't for forever. It's you work through what you're working through, okay. and then and then you're sort of you move on to other things. You move on to other kinks. You don't need it as much. Okay. So like when I found it, I needed it a lot. I was going to bed in my diapers every night and things like okay. that. Um, and this is actually the first time I've talked openly about it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and um, now I don't because I've done that work. I've done, I've done the internal work to not need it as much. Okay. And that's, that's the thing. And then there are some people that will always need it. So it's, it's, it's a lot of knowing yourself like like with all kinks, it's knowing yourself, knowing your body, and knowing what you need in that moment. Um, and you said it was that, and then something else, too. Yes. Uh, so DDLD, which is Daddy Dom Little Girl. Um, so that's a lot of role play. Uh, okay. ABDL is role play as well, but um, this is more, it's more playful role play. So you're playing as a schoolgirl, you're coming home and things like that and in in that particular kink you never use the words daughter or father um, because it's not it's it's a role play and daughter and father really connect to familial ties yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's that's not what it's about these are consenting adults same with abdl it's all consenting adults there should never be anything other than that yeah um so um that's uh a lot of like it's also healing your inner child, but with that, it's a lot, it can get a lot more sexual and, okay. and playful and stuff like that. It's a lot of like, um, one of my favorite scenes to do is, uh, well, teach me how to do it, daddy. I don't know how. Teach me. Like that kind of stuff. Okay. And it's a, it's a lot of fun, especially if you're, if you're playing with a partner that you've never played with before, you can be like, oh, teach me. And then that partner is showing you exactly what they like. So you don't have to go through the weeks of trying to figure it out. You, they're showing you. And even with, even with partners that you've been with for forever, it's, it's a great way to remind yourself, I thought you liked that, but oh, you're telling me something different. So just reaffirming that Everyone is getting exactly what they want out of each experience. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, with that, though, what is something that you've done that, you know, you totally would never do again? Like, because, you know, we're all going to have that, right? Oh, yeah. You're going to test a kink. You're going to test something, especially working in the sex industry. You're going to find out real quick what mm -hmm. you really don't like and what you do like. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes you might find something that you really like that you never thought you would like. Mm -hmm. um, so what, what is like something that you thought you might like and then all of a sudden you're like, fuck this. Like, I mean, yeah, you know, I, we've all I been there. It. I get it. Um, 
So I had a fascination with like hypnosis and there's a very big, okay. excuse me, there's a very big portion of the kink community that deals specifically with hypnosis, yep. mind fuck, things like that. And turning you into a, like a sex robot or sex slave. Sort of. Yeah, sort I, I've of. seen some of that. Like, yeah. I, I mean, it's all different types yes. of it, but that's, yes. um, I've seen a lot of that in this industry too. Yeah. Um, so I'm still super into bimbofication. Okay, there you go. That's the word. That's things for, yeah. like that. But the hypnosis um, was a little off for me. Um, I'm a very uh, free spirited person, but I'm also a very strong willed person. Okay. Um, so it was. I couldn't get into the scene as fully as maybe somebody else could. And obviously not to say that the people who do it aren't strong-willed or anything like that. <laughs> Don't want my words twisted. Um, but for me, I found I couldn't get into the right headspace for it mm -hmm. because I was pushing back mentally. So I wasn't, I wasn't quite getting everything that I've heard that you can get from yeah. these types of scenes. Because you, you basically have to, I mean, the way hypnosis works is you still have to agree to it. Mm -hmm. Like everything is what your mental state mm -hmm. wants and agrees. So yep. if you really don't want it, like if you come in there thinking, oh, this is, mm -hmm. this is never anything real, you know, but, and, and you see all those shows and things where people say that and then they get dropped like a puppy or whatever, but mm -hmm. you still have to agree to it. Like mm -hmm. somewhere has to click with that. And that's kind of where a lot of it is like a lot of people can't do like does don't do hypnosis because it doesn't mm -hmm. click to them at all not saying it doesn't work it's just it doesn't work on certain people yeah and obviously not to say that i won't try it again with another partner yeah. but with that particular partner um whatever it may have been it just wasn't wasn't a good fit so. yeah i mean that totally makes sense you know yeah. exactly what it would be mm -hmm. um so you've been here nine months or yeah, almost nine about, months. Yeah, 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 almost nine months. Um, we kind of talked about it earlier. That's why I was like <laughs> yeah. trying to remember. I'm like, because I thought it was about a year and it, yeah. it's close. It's it close. Is, it is really close. So um, we're hitting the end of summer. This is pretty much the end of summer right now. Yeah. Um, what are your plans for the rest of this year? Like, what are you going to like? What do you have some festivals already lined up? I mean, obviously, don't say what shows and festivals yes, you're yes. going to because, um, you know, I do as have much people think. <laughs> Don't awkwardly come up to people when you see them in public. Please don't. I've had Just. that happen. And obviously, I'm super appreciative that you're a fan. Um, but it can get a little awkward because when I'm here, I'm a completely different person than I am at home. Yep. So, and I, I want to make sure that I keep you a fan. So I'm going to turn on that switch. And that could ruin my night, unfortunately. And... As much as I'd love to tell you, like, come up and talk to me. No, no. Please no. don't. Please don't. Come see me at the ranch, and we'll have the best time. Exactly. Um, yes, I have I have a few things lined up. Um, my birthday's coming up in October. Oh, there you go. Uh, so I have, I have a few things lined up there. I have a few trips lined up. Um, and uh, I'm really looking forward to back in, getting back into the swing of porn. Um, I'm going to be um, doing porn a little more thoroughly over the winter. Um, Makes sense. Yep. And so you guys will be able to see me. It'll be fun. I honestly love doing porn. It's great. It's great. I've had, I've had um, production companies that I've been working with before. They've been reaching out for months, and I'm just like, let's do it. 
Let's make it happen. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, yeah. that's a good feeling, though, especially when they're reaching out to you directly, you know, because you're like, yeah, and especially wintertime because winter's a lot. I, no matter what anyone says, sex is better than cold because <laughs> then you're cuddling. You actually, oh, yeah. like, you really want to enjoy mm -hmm. that friction and enjoy that time with the person. Mm -hmm. And um, you'll notice if you come into my room, it's generally very cold. <laughs> um, I run about a 97, so it's harder for me to stay cold. Okay, gotcha. Um, so, and then once I'm hot, I'm hot and... Mm, I hate the heat. Me. Yeah, that's why <laughs> I moved. From, that's why I, I lived in Vegas for a couple of years. I hated it dramatically and had to come back up because it's a whole all different kind of weather down there, and it's way too damn hot. Yeah, um, I was in Arizona. Yeah, oh yeah, I've been there. To, Phoenix is horrid. I Ooh. wasn't. I wasn't in Phoenix. I was in the mountains, so it was a little. It was a little more like LA weather. Okay. Slightly, um, but um, we got all four seasons. Like I loved it there. It was great. Okay. It was great. Um, but when you're getting to 110, 115 degree weather, it's and my car at that point did not have AC. So oh. <laughs> oh no! Oh, it was miserable. <laughs> it was miserable, and I had leather seats. Oh so, shit! Oh. oh, I was just sticking, <laughs> sticking everything. <laughs> Definitely not a fun. <laughs> no, it was not a fun time. Not a fun time. But uh, that car, man, love that car. <laughs> What kind of car was it? Mini Cooper. Ah, okay. Like classic Mini Cooper? Uh, not a classic. It was an 06. Okay. And it had no AC in an 06? Oh, it had an AC. Oh. It just didn't work. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was confused. I'm like, wait. <laughs> no, it had an AC. Okay. It just didn't work. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, people often forget that uh, Mini Coopers get raced on the European circuit. Yep. So. Um, They're fun little cars. I've been in. I've. They are. I've driven a few. I um, so the road to get to um, this teeny tiny town that I lived in um, was very, very curvaceous, and <laughs> uh, the first couple of times that I I drove it, I happened to be driving next to a Porsche, and he revs, I rev, and <laughs> around corners, Mini Coopers got Porsches beat. Uh they have yeah, their handling is, yeah. is phenomenal for that yeah. little car. Oh yeah, Porsches have better, um, bigger engines and things like that. But Mini Coopers are lighter and have a smaller wheelbase, so they have better handling. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and some of them, like especially like off-road circuits too, are mm -hmm. beautiful. You get to play in one in the mud and everything. Mm -hmm. A lot of fun. Oh yeah. Uh, you can get it stuck real easily, but oh, it is so oh, much yeah. fun to play with though. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. I. Oh, get me started on racing. Oh, I'm actually going to the uh, NASCAR experience this oh, in, winter as well. in Vegas? Or? I'm not going to the one in Vegas. Okay. Uh, they, they have them all over the country. Yeah, I, I, was like, um, I was like, I don't remember any of the others, but yeah. Yeah, they do have them all over the country. Um, it was, uh, it's something that I've been looking forward to for a really long time. Hmm. It's a... Um, it's a thing that I grew up watching NASCAR. I grew up with racing and, and all of that. And it's, I'm very excited to go fast. That's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, I've, uh, my grandfather loves NASCAR. Um, one of my first jobs when I went to college was actually, I worked at the Vegas Motor Speedway for a little bit awesome. during like NASCAR weekend. Uh, we were there for like VIP tickets 
like just making sure the tickets got out. Mm -hmm. And then um, I did NHRA as well. So the hot rods. Yeah. Um, Both are very loud. Both are very, I (laughs) mean, NASCAR is definitely not my thing. I grew up around it, so I know it. But um, really cool to see the crashes. Obviously, you don't want crashes, though. Um, But, uh, yeah, I remember my first NASCAR race, and they were like, here are earplugs. And I was like, why? Why do I need earplugs? And this is before the engines have started or anything. Oh, yeah. And I'm, like, eight at the time, so I'm just like, why would – they're cars. They're cars. They go vroom. It's fine. And then it starts, and I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 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 Definitely putting them in. in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Elsie, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, Tell them how they get a hold of you. Like, of course. What's your email? My email is lcellis at kitkatranch.com. Um, and hopefully you'll be able to spell that out because it, it, it'll be it right, is a lot of it'll vowels. It'll be pretty much right below you on there. Okay. Don't worry. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. It's a lot of vowels. <laughs> um, and you can always call the ranch. Um, I have completely open availability for appointments, um, even if I'm not particularly at the ranch at that particular moment, as long as you give me a left lead time i will definitely be in to make sure that it fits with your schedule so yeah definitely and especially guys if you're really into like uh cosplay like think of like the coolest thing you could do give her a heads up and you can plan it out you know put a deposit down and she'll get that outfit going and then oh, yeah. you could definitely do it so oh, um because do you have any cosplay outfits with you at the ranch right now mm-hmm. nothing with you right now not, yeah not um then you were talking about it last yet. time, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. Okay. I haven't had any requests for it yet, but hopefully when this comes out, I'll get some and oh, yeah. I'll be able to create some yeah, fun costumes. Exactly that, or you know, hit her up and then she'll get the like Harley Quinn ones brought out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I know. definitely have those mailed out. They're already done. Exactly. So, but everyone, I'm James. This is the Bunny Ranch Podcast. That's Elsie Ellis. Make sure you guys do hit her up. Have a lot of fun, and we'll see you again on the next episode. Bye.